You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Studio. They specialize in everything basement-y since 1992, serving Calgary and Southern Alberta. At the bottom of the hour, the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Derek Wills would join us. Flames with a 6-5 win over the LA Kings. That's two straight before they embark on a six-game roadie beginning Thursday night in Tampa Bay. Later on on our show, David Amber, Monday night hockey host on Sportsnet at the top of the next hour. And at 8.30, Alvin Williams, Raptors analyst on Sportsnet. Great analyst, played in the league. Philadelphia's own Alvin Williams will join us back from the road. So we're doing literally two and a half hours of hockey talk surrounding the Calgary flames. Oh man. And then when we have Alvin Williams on, I'm ready for the obligatory text. Why are you talking Raptors right now? Talk more flames. Like I hope that you'll appreciate that. At least we went out and got a Alvin Williams. Yeah. We didn't get some scrub. Yeah. It's not some blogger sitting in a, Right. Basement. Yeah. Tippy-tapping away. Doesn't even have media credentials. Sure. No, we have Alvin Williams who played in the NBA. Played with dudes like Vince Carter. Yeah. That's, yeah. I I think a lot of people know who Vince Carter is. Yeah. Regardless if you've watched A-Will. any Raptors game this year. Yeah, A-Will's great. Um, we'll talk to him at 8.30. Uh, Flames win last night, 6-5. to five. Uh, Jacob Markstrom with a remarkable save to, to help secure the victory after he kind of rode the struggle bus in that game. I thought he was fighting the puck all night. thought his rebound control wasn't the best. That goal that went in behind the goal line was not ideal. But again, making one of the best saves of the season. And the poll question's up at George Russick at Matt Rose YYC. Uh, which Jacob Markstrom save was more impressive last night versus the Kings, Saturday versus the Jets? Right now, 53.6% of our listeners say last night against the Kings mm-hmm. was more impressive. I think based on the situation that they clinch the game. Um, we'll do the song thing in a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, what should be uh, the victory song for the Calgary Flames? What song should we come in the next day as we kick off our show? What's the song we should play if they win? Later on in the week, uh, or maybe next week, but I'm not here next week, um, what's the losing song? But we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, it'll probably but, be a month or two before we have to decide. Yeah, that, that'll point. be great. Yeah. That'll be fantastic. So we want to hear uh, your victory song for the Calgary Flames. What should it be? And then we'll give you credit pretty much. Hey, like, you know, Jim in uh, Calgary. Hey, thanks for picking this song. Mm-hmm. This is the song Jim in Calgary wanted. So yeah. you will be forever etched in the history, the brief history the lore. of the big show. Yes. <laughs> yes. The lore of the show. Did you yes. say brief? Yeah. Brief history. Oh, of the just show. because it's it because it's got a lot of staying power, but it's just been only four weeks. Is that what you mean? Sure. What? No, I don't just... Listen, we're all day-to-day. I don't know what tomorrow holds. (laughs) We're all day-to-day here in life. Um, So, yeah, we want to give you a lot of credit to... um, I would would agree with the the tweets as well. The replies on the the save for for Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. That was impressive yesterday. That saved the game. It did. It absolutely saved. And uh, Kopitar's face was like, I can't believe I didn't score that. How did that not go in? And it was just sitting there for him. One of the sicker... 
looking players with the dark visor, by the way, on yeah. Kopitar. I, Not I many people can pull it off. I don't know why. Frankly. I wish Ovechkin could wear the mirrored visor like he did in oh, junior. Man. I love the mirrored visor. You got to be a good player to wear a mirrored yeah, visor. Yeah, well, you only, you, yeah. you, like, you like, have to be more than good. Like, you like, have to be cocky and yeah. good. Like, I'm sure um, Connor Mackey can't wear a mirrored visor on the rink, right? Like, Connor Mackey can't get on the ice and wear a mirrored visor. But that being said, I don't maybe, think maybe anybody on the Flames <laughs> would be allowed to wear a mirrored visor. I don't think Daryl will be yeah. into that. Yeah, but Ovechkin should be able to wear the mirrored visor. I like, agree. Like, somebody like um, Trevor Zegris should, should have a mirrored visor. Yeah, he should get to wear, like, a backwards hat when he plays. That sure. guy's so dope. Yeah, Jack Hughes, mirrored visor. Yes, 100%. Like, Kirill Kaprizov, mirrored, mirrored visor. visor. Yeah. Yes. Milan Lucic, no visor, Ryan, punches you in the face. Ryan Reeves. No visor. Punches you in the face. Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, who else on the Flames? Uh, Kevin John- Rooney. No mirrored visor. No mirrored visor. Nobody on the Flames could wear a mirrored visor. No. Like, Jonathan Huberto could? But he doesn't feel like his vibe. He's, like, a little bit more subtle. You know what? I think Kadri has that mirrored visor vibe a little bit. Yeah. A that, little bit. That would be intimidating. To, yeah. Like, you, you roll up for a draw. Yeah. Playoffs, the whole right. crowd is behind you and you look up and it's Kadri and you can't see his eyes. Yeah. Through the mirrored visor. You're like, oh, this Yeah, not this, too ma- this game is gonna suck. Yeah, like not, I'm gonna hate this. Not too many guys yeah. in the league can rock the mirrored visor. No. But Ovechkin to me is back. the top. Mm-hmm. Like he is mirror visor personified. Mm-hmm. And maybe Connor Mackey a, a close second. Yeah. So get those texts in nine sixty, nine sixty name and <laughs> location. Uh what should be the Flames victory song? And I'm gonna tell you. Before we get to Derek Wills, uh-huh. about the greatest athlete. Mm-hmm. The greatest full, athlete. In the world right full now. Full stop, right now. Like, right now. What sport does he play? Oh, no, I, I can't. You got to listen. I can't <laughs> tell you. I can't give you a hint. That's too much of a tease? Yeah. Like, I just, people are in their car like, I need to know. I need to know before I pull into the drive-in. Is he, is he old? Is he young? Is he's, he, he's an older has gentleman. Has he been around for I'll a while? That. He's an older gentleman. Oh. But he's the best athlete in the world right now, today, on November, whatever day it is. Okay. 2022. For right now, I'll just have to take take your word for it. Uh, real quick on the Flames game last night, because we're going to talk to Derek Wills. Uh, I thought Huberto last night uh, was fantastic, playing for the first time in three games. It's the three games he missed uh, mm-hmm. since his couple of injuries. Daryl called him out a little yeah. post-game. Uh, pre-game called him out. Uh, he delivered, scored that first goal, was a beauty. And uh, I thought Tyler Toffoli was just un- unreal last night. Tyler Toffoli, well. to me, was... The best. Well, Lindholm was terrific too last night, and he did block that shot at the end and didn't come out for the first star skate, which oh, he was didn't? a little concerning uh, at the end. But uh, he spoke after, so yeah, things he should be okay. He did a few uh, laps God. in the corner by himself as everyone went to celebrate Jacob Markstrom. You could tell Markstrom like looking over at his pal, like, oh yeah. man, that. Uh, yeah. yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Maybe we go check on 2-8 there. It was a pretty yeah. big play just made. Because they can't have Elias Lindholm. It was only up. Drew Doughty shooting the puck. It's not yeah. like he can yeah. shoot it or anything. It wasn't so. Michael Stone shooting the puck. So, <laughs> But um, I thought he was terrific last night. Uh-huh. I really loved uh, what Tyler Toffoli did. And again, uh, Chris Tanev is the glue of this team. Like He's literally the glue of this team. I had no idea coming here how critical this, this guy is to what the Calgary... F- how critical he is to the identity of the Calgary Flames and what, how they want to play and how Daryl wants the team to play. Everything is like the Chris Tanev checklist. He does all of those things. Including chew bubblegum. Yeah, while he plays with a few missing chiclets. 
Yeah. Like the guy is such a bum. I want him on the show. We got to get Chris Tanev on the show because I want to. That's the number one thing I want to ask him about. Double hub, bubble hub, in the bubba, mouth. Dentine, or it could be hubba, yeah, I wanna, bubble. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a pink gum. So yeah. I think that r- rules out dentine. It could be dentine, but I don't think it is. I it's think probably he, double bubble. Probably need a bigger piece. Yeah, it's probably double bubble. It could be hubba bubba. Do you know what I did yesterday when I went to the gym? Chewed Shoot gum. Hub. Yeah, I Just because I was thinking about Chris Tanev. Yeah, usually chewing gum. I like to chew gum at the gym because sometimes I grind my teeth when it gets really heavy weights you're doing. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you chump down your gum instead of your mm-hmm. teeth. Yeah. I don't pick up the heavy weights. Okay, well that's fine. Feels really uh, heavy. You like to be pliable, like Tom Brady. Yeah, you're like the you're like TB12. I need. I'm exactly. Yeah, you're drinking like TB12. I've seen you drink 37 you. glasses of water a yeah, day. Yeah, they're actually all coffee. Yeah, but 37 it's, it's liquid glasses of water. Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, uh, let's get to the song thing because okay. uh, the guys got some songs ready for you. Mm-hmm. Um, victory <laughs> songs here. Um, nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. Uh, let's start with Brad here. Uh, the song should be The Cult, Fire. Do we have it? Can we play it here, Alex? Yeah, we got Fire Woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, by The Cult? Actually, this is a pretty good banger. You have no idea what the song is. You have a blank look on your face. I'll know. Wait. I'll know. Wait for it. Again, uh, you're, you're angering producer Patrick Dumas. He's like, nothing, not everything has to have fire in it or flame. Like, he was very upset about that. Hold on, hold on. Turn it up, Alex. Right here. Do it. Louder, Alex. Hammer it. Let's go. This is pretty good. And then you hear, like, big voice guy. The big show, Rustic and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The home of Flames Radio. And then you get, like, a Derek Wills call coming in where yeah. he's like, Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's not bad. It's not bad. That's pretty good. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Dave in Innisfail. Am mm-hmm. I saying that right? Innisfail? Innisfail? Yeah, you just kind of, you got to zip through it. Now, I thought when I, when I saw it, I thought it was Innisfail, like from Toronto. I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, it's not. No, this is close. But thanks for listening, Dave. Yeah. Uh, my song is uh, Know What You Did With Them In The Dark by Fall Out Boy. Oh, that's a... Do we have that, Alex? I, I do like some Fall Out Boy. It's okay. uh, kind of like a, a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. See, I'm an older Fall Out Boy fan. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah. Like, if Dance Dance or... Uh, yeah, from under the cork tree stuff? Yeah, um, yeah. What's the one with the arms race? Oh, uh, uh, say in a scene, it's, a, it's an arms mm, race. Yep. Um, this is okay. Yeah, I do. I do like the call one a little better because it starts off slow and then starts to rock. Mm-hmm. Well, it builds up here. It's coming up here. Can, mm. we, can we get to the part where it builds so, up? So it's got to be. Yeah, I need. I like, need a little bit of. I need a little damn. punch. Okay, it's not bad. Uh, Wedley uh, wanted uh, hot in here. The choir that I had yesterday, mm-hmm. which you guys aren't a fan of. Uh, Ken wanted the Prodigy Firestarter, which we played already. That's classic, yeah. Uh, did you guys get this one from Brent and High River? The Katrina and the Wave song? Mm-hmm. Can we hit that, Alex? <laughs> like, when you hear this song, you got to do like that 80s dance with your hands. Like, you're the oh. only one who can see this right now because it really plays well for radio. 
I, my favorite line in this song is, uh, I, I can't wait to go to the mailbox to write to when you're writing me when you're coming by next. It's not dated. Uh, this is Walking on Sunshine. Yeah, turn this up, Alex. See, this is, see, this is nice. I just want to get out of my chair and dance. Yeah, this is positive stuff. Okay, wait, it's coming up. Here comes the chorus. Here comes the chorus. Play another Flames clip. Hit it. Yeah. See, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. I like that. It's a little softer, mm-hmm, uh, which mm-hmm, is fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Jesse uh, sent us uh, "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Okay, it's been do- it's been nah, it's done. Been a done. Lot. We're not doing that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like seeing a Sopranos. We're not doing that. Goes ball black. You're like, what yeah. happened to my TV? What happened to the feed? Mm. Um, James, uh, "Burn It to the Ground" by Nickelback, which is a banger. Oh yeah, this is a banger. Nick, Nickelback is like uh, the CFL. Like a lot of people listen uh, to them yeah, or yeah, watch yeah, it, and yeah. they don't admit to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Do you like this one? Because I'm gonna. Because you're, you're. I don't hate it. Yeah. You're the musical guy. Because I want to. I want to put together like four songs, and we'll throw a poll question out. Okay. And then we'll we'll kind of do it that way. Can I throw one of mine out? Sure. All right. This is uh, one of the ones uh, I, I grew in love with. This it's an old song, but I found it this past year. Okay. Turn it down a bit. Turn it down. What's this? This is a little wigwam. It's called Do You Want to Taste It? Okay. Taste what? It. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is okay. So far, uh, the okay. Nickelback's one's a banger right, from right, James. Right. Uh, Brad's cult one is pretty good. Uh, let's get to uh, Jason in uh, northeastern Calgary. Uh, good feeling by Flo Rida. <laughs> I feel like this is like a TikTok video that we're doing to the show. Yeah. He can play a flames clip on this. There you go. To Huberto, goes down low to Cadre. He centers it. Defoli shoots. Lindholm scores. I know. Everything seems to work when you put the flames clip on top of it. I kind of prefer if we just go straight up levels rather than this remix, but that's okay. just my own opinion. Um, what about uh, Big Mike from Maple Ridge? Um, P Diddy, <laughs> or oh, this, this one's one? for P Daddy. That's what P. he calls Daddy. me. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I thought it was P. Diddy See, for a second. He's P. Duddy. This is Patty Dumas. Okay. Um, Disco Inferno. Again, we talked about... This used about... to be an old Flames Goal song yeah. back in the day. Turn this up. So this is... If this doesn't make you want to bowl... Like we talked about the heat is yeah. on when like the ball is like spinning down the alley and, and like you see this smoke machine rink. and lasers. Yeah. This, I, all of a sudden, I feel like I got to put on a lot of polyester yep. and hit the bowling alley and knock some pins down. Play a Flames clip on top of this. Turn it up, Alex. Yep.
That's not bad. No Crosby. More music. I don't mind this. Like I, this you're dead favorite. inside if you're if you're not tapping your foot. This is my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, I don't mind a little disco. Can I uh, throw a little EDM in the in the mix here? Okay. A little bit of a banger. All right. This one's called Bonfire. Now Jersey keeps the puck in left point. Gives it right to Anderson, though. Feeds Ruzhitska, and he'll give it to Lindholm. We've got a 2-1-1. Lindholm to Defoley. He scores! Okay. It's not bad. Uh, Derek in Copperfield. Um, he just wants to bring this song back. Do we have it, Alex? Like, I don't... Like, I... We just... Like, I'm all for stupid. Like, my whole career is based on stupidity. Like, let's, let's not... But the Macarena... By the way... Finds Kadri instead, and now Majapani scores! Which version of Macarena is this? Is it the English one or the actual Los Del Mar This version? is Los Del Rios, the Bayside Thank Boys you. remix. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's no other. All right. Uh, we're going to put a poll question out. I like some of these songs. Uh, we had some from yesterday. We Maybe we'll dig up a couple of those, too, on the text line, 960-960, name and location. Uh, I've been teasing it all morning before we get to the break. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you about the greatest athlete in the world. Oh, okay. Uh, the greatest athlete in the world. Undoubtedly the greatest athlete on this planet, of this universe, <sighs> in the Milky Way. Okay. Um. Are you guys, uh, are you, have you been a runner any time in your life? Hell no. I don't like the sound of my thighs like slapping ru- against each other. <laughs> like, so two, no. Like two pressed hams in your pants? Yeah. So, <laughs> you don't like, <laughs> don't, yeah. So, uh, Patty Dumas, are you, are you a runner? Have you ever been a runner in your uh, life? No, 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 not at all. Okay. So, um, <laughs> he played D line. Yeah, yeah. So, hard pass. Didn't have to go far. He's a big guy. So, uh, there's a lot of people who run, uh, my lady friend likes to likes to do the jogging. Mm. Uh, I running a marathon is one of the most impressive things you can do as a human being. Yeah, sure. Whose alarms going off? I don't know. It? That was mine to text Derek Wills. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty good. That you. That's a good reminder. It's important. Yeah. Um. Get up, Derek. You're you're on the radio soon. So, um, the marathon is one of the most impressive feats a human being can actually finish a marathon. Twenty six point two miles is forty two point one six kilometers. It's far. Far. Way too far. Like, way too far. Uh, there's a man in China. He's 50 years old. Uh-huh. He goes by the name Uncle Chen. Uncle Chen? Chen. 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 Uncle Chen. Okay. He ran a marathon in China. Uh-huh. 26.2 miles. Good for him. In an impressive time uh-huh. of three hours, 28 minutes. I feel like that's pretty good. Standard time. Excellent. Excellent time. He's okay. 50 years old. Yeah, okay. Good for him. Three hours, 28 minutes. What's he so special finished, about Chen? He finished 574th overall out of nearly 1,500 runners who competed. Top 33%. You love that. For a 50-year-old named Uncle Chen. Yeah. He Shout did this Uncle November Chen. 6th in China. Yeah, okay. That was nine days ago. Photos of Chen running the marathon went viral on Weibo. A Chinese social media app. Uh-huh. And there was even photos of event organizers celebrating him by sharing his finishing certificate. What makes Uncle Chen so special? Mm-hmm. What makes him so remarkable? What makes him probably the greatest athlete in the world right now? 
and I would challenge anybody on this planet to beat Uncle Chen in a marathon and do it exactly the way he did for 26.2 miles or 42.16 kilometers. What did he do, you ask? Mm-hmm. What did he do? He chain-smoked the entire marathon. Smoking! Did he? He <laughs> chain-smoked for 42.16 kilometers and ran a marathon with a heater in his mouth for three hours and 28 minutes. Wow. Like, I think that the more... Yeah. Um, no, like, not more. There's a lot of disturbing parts to this story. Now... The length of time, the amount of butts he must have crushed. But the one thing that's the most impressive thing to me, or maybe the most disturbing, what happens if you finished behind Uncle Chen? And you're just you're just there, you're thinking you're in shape, you're running away. This guy's huffing darts, and he's running a marathon in three hours and 28 minutes. I would not love to be passed by that guy. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, you've seen... Like, I've, I had to go, my ex is like, oh, come watch me run a marathon. She ran, like, 10 kilometers. It was the worst. And you see people running around, like, oh, come support me. Oh, here she comes. Wave. Great job. Go, go, go. It's the worst. And then some people run like zombies. They have their hands, like, in a weird position. Some people aren't even running. They're walking. Whatever. Again, you can finish a marathon. I tip my cap to you. Incredible feat. Sure. You're serious about your marathons? And this guy, my man, Uncle Chen. Uncle Chen. Is chain smoking for 42.16 kilometers. Back in the day, he would have got himself a nice sponsorship deal out of that. Yeah. Apparently, it's controversial. Yes. People are like, you're promoting smoking. <laughs> but I don't know how this guy doesn't have a deal with a Chinese tobacco company. He yeah. should. We should get him on those. Um, like, I, name, the <laughs> name the athlete. Name the athlete. Cristiano Ronaldo. Tom Brady, LeBron James, yeah. Christine Sinclair. Yeah, how many darts Penny are there in, in Penny TV Alexiak. 12? Can they run a marathon with by chain smoking? Hell no. My man Uncle Chen at 50 would beat the brakes off all of them. It's impressive. It is. It's frankly impressive. I'm I'm stunned. I don't even what do we build? Like a trophy? Like a statue? We, we a, t- a whole hall? We're so impressed. What are we gonna do for Chris this? Chris just chewing gum on the ice. My man, Uncle Chen, running a marathon, chain smoking. Shout I out tip to, my cap to you. Shout out to the text line. Uh, Uncle Chen can wear a mirrored visor. Yeah, he absolutely can. While he's chain smoking, running 42.16 kilometers. That, that would look very cool. Uh, I wonder if Derek Wills can call a game on chain smoking. I don't think he'd be allowed to do it in the broadcast booth, but it would be a damn impressive feat. I, I think he'd be more of like a big stogie guy because Maybe. like we've done that when we've gone golfing before. Okay. Um, but yeah, that like, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. I like the small cigar. It'd be cool in the press box. <laughs> Give you an old, old, old timey feel like call it a game at the corral for sure. But uncle Chen, uh, I tip my cap to you. The greatest athlete in the world right now. Derek Wills, David Amber, Alvin Williams, all straight ahead. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Coming to you live from our Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Studio at the top of the hour. David Amber, Monday night hockey host on Sportsnet. We'll get his take on the Calgary Flames. We'll look around the National Hockey League. We'll get we'll get his thoughts on his fancy new studio with all like the the graphics and the and the stats and stuff. 
you know, I was talking about that broadcast last week and because I really liked it, but yep. I also didn't want to watch on a delay and I wanted to have my pausing capabilities. So I ended up not watching the Flames broadcast with the extra stats. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I felt like, ah, it's, there's a great resource here, but I it, it's too much. So we'll see. I'd like them to bring some of those stats onto the television I love broadcast. It. No, but I, I love that's right. Bring me these stats. Yes, we should be doing this in hockey. Do like more do like five minutes. Like do between the second and the third commercial break, like that middle one. Yeah, where it's like a three minute section, and add the outside like, part where they put the shift times and they put how far guys have skated and their. Top speeds, yeah, like right. The, the who skated the like, fastest? What was the top speed in the game? Who did it belong yeah, to? We, all that type of stuff. More information is just better for the game. I like the hard shot. I like the speed. All that stuff. Who wouldn't want to see McDavid when he just blows through the zone? How yeah. fast he's skating? Like I want. I want to see all of that. Real metrics. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Uh, Raptors. Uh, one what last was, night what in was Detroit. That? What was, what I don't know. I got that? excited. Alvin Williams, Raptors analyst like for Sportsnet at eight thirty. You're getting things brought to you. Yeah. Okay. Bring yeah, bring it to me. Bring it to me. That's your uh, king voice? Okay. On the line right now, though, on the Atlas Beats and Sports Broadcast Hotline, talk about that Flames 6-5 victory last night. He's the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. We say good morning to Derek Wills. Derek, how are you, pal? Good morning, guys. I'm all right. How are you? Good. Uh, we just did a story of a, of a gentleman in China, Derek. Mm. Uh, his name, he goes by Uncle Chen. And have you ever, are, you, are you a marathon runner guy? Are you a runner? Have you ever been <laughs> a runner? <laughs> no, I hate running. Okay. Uh, well, this guy in China is the greatest athlete in the world, Derek. Uh, he ran a marathon in 26.2 miles in just under three and a half hours while chain-smoking the entire time. Wow. He's right up there with uh, Joey Chestnut as far as the greatest <laughs> athletes of all time. Yeah. I've, uh, I've had the that's, pleasure that's of very interviewing well said. Yeah. Uh, Joey Chestnut a couple times, Derek. And you know that part in your broadcasting career, Derek? I'm sure you've had those moments, especially calling Flames games. Uh, when I interviewed Joey Chestnut a couple years ago in Toronto, I felt like it was my Frost Nixon moment. That I, I go, this is the pinnacle of my broadcasting <laughs> career. Asking Joey Chestnut, where does all that food go on the plane ride home? You might have to explain that Frost Nixon reference to Matt Rose. He's uh, a little bit younger than us, George. Yeah, well, there's a great movie that came out, Frost Nixon, and it's a big interview with Richard Nixon on the whole Watergate scandal. Okay. Must see, especially because you're in this broadcasting uh, business, okay. Matty Rose. All right. Check it out. Uh, but it's it was an in-depth interview, made a lot of headlines years and years ago. I didn't know about it until I actually watched the movie. I know the whole Richard Nixon story, but that was my Frost-Nixon moment, interviewing ah. Joey Jaws Chestnut and him talking about how he's eaten 15 pounds of poutine in 10 minutes. Hmm. Which is well, just, what are you going to do next, George? Drop a Zapruder film reference on Matt Rose? <laughs> you think you'll pick that one up or what? Oh, well, I... I do want to interview Furious Pete because (laughs) Furious Pete's a great name for a competitive eater. Um, Yeah, it sure is. uh, Derek, that save last night uh, to save the, uh, that save last night by Jacob Markstrom, uh, which save was better? The Saturday uh, stacked pad save or last night's game saver against Andre Kopitar for Jacob Markstrom? Well, I think the cartwheel on Saturday was better, but uh, the save last night was so timely for the Flames because the save on Saturday came in the first period of a game that was still very much up for grabs. The save last night came when the Flames needed it the most. They had a 6-3 lead going into the third period. All of a sudden, it's 6-5. You need that save. And it's funny, guys, during that seven-game losing streak, uh, I was talking a lot about the Flames needing one more save, or one more goal to turn those losses into wins. And when you look at the last two games, 
Now they're getting those saves and those goals. Saturday night, Jacob Markstrom makes that incredible cartwheel save on Mark Shifley and, and Trevor Lewis on an unbelievable play by Michael Backlund, flipping the puck up in the air to himself. And then he makes a great pass over to Trevor Lewis to score as a shorthanded goal. So Markstrom with the save, Lewis with the goal. Last night, well, there were six goals, season high for the Flames. But, yeah, that big save by Markstrom in the third period helped them uh, close out that hockey game. So I would say the most timely save so far this season. Not as good as Saturday's, but mm -hmm. uh, maybe more timely. Yeah, in a vacuum, the, the windmill, though, my goodness. Chef's kiss, it was beautiful. Yeah, but, save uh, of the season in the league. Yeah, right now, I, I would probably agree. Yeah, nothing else comes to mind right off the bat for sure. Um, did want to ask, though, with, with Jacob Markstrom, the numbers aren't great, but I think that part of that is the fact that the Flames don't necessarily allow a lot of shots. They're averaging right around 28 shots uh, allowed per game, and a lot of those chances early on in the season, especially during the losing streak, were great opportunities. Do you look at his numbers as a little bit of a, a mirage, per se? A little bit, but I think he'd be the first guy to tell you that he wants to be better and needs to be better. And I do think he's slowly trending in that direction. But you think about the road trip last week. And again, they were one save away from winning or picking up points in, in all of those games. And they only got one of six on the entire trip. So uh, I think about the, the save that he didn't make uh, in a 2-2 game in the third period versus the Devils last Tuesday. That's a save you need. But uh, Jacob is harder on himself than we could ever be. So I guarantee that he's put a lot of pressure on himself to, to be the Vezina Trophy caliber guy that he was last season. And the Flames are going to make a, a long run into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, he's going to have to be, if not their best player, then one of their best players. And uh, I don't think that he's playing to his standard this season. And uh, in turn, he's not playing to uh, other people's standards. But uh, it's okay. The team's working through some things right now, as a lot of good teams in this league are. And, you know, he's trying to get to the top of his game. And uh, I'll be more concerned if if he's not there in the second half of the season and mm. going into the playoffs. But, you know, right now, as, as long as they're finding ways to win, that's the most important thing. Now on the blue line, uh, Nick DeSimone only plays between seven and eight minutes in that contest last night. They've been kind of looking for that sixth NHL defenseman for a little while now due to injuries. Yeah. But how have you felt the five mainstays kind of uh, tried to keep their head above water last night? Would that be appropriate? Yeah, they're leaning on those guys a lot. Uh, and we talked about it last night when we had Cal McLean on our postgame show. But, you know, Rasmus Anderson and, and Noah Hannafin are playing a ton of minutes, uh, as is Mackenzie Weger. Chris Tanev, they're trying to ease him back after he missed five games with an upper body injury. And, you know, Nikita Zadorov is playing more this season than he's played in his entire NHL career. And he has earned those minutes. So they're leaning really heavily on their top five guys. But, fellas, this is not uh, a recipe for success. If you go down to four or five defensemen in the third period when you've got a one or a two goal lead and you're trying to protect it, I'm okay with that. When you're going down to five defensemen in the first period, that's not great because that's too many minutes for those five guys and not enough minutes for the number six guy. And it's so funny because when I think back to the offseason and, and I looked at the Flames roster and I said they had uh, 10 defensemen on NHL contracts, I thought that was too many. Now, Brad Treleving has said in the past that that's the ideal number. You want to have 10 guys because, uh, unlike last year, generally teams do run into injuries and they run into performance issues. And then you've got some depth there. And the Flames still have some depth there. But the issue has been that uh, without Oliver Shillington, and who knows when he's coming back, and now without Michael Stone, who 
if Shillington were here from the start of training camp, Stone would have been the number seven guy. You're down to some not young guys, but inexperienced guys at the NHL level. Connor Mackey, Dennis Gilbert. And what I would do if I was the Flames is I would recall Nicholas Malosh for this road trip. They have to take seven defensemen with them. So they've tried a bunch of other things and it hasn't worked. Nick DeSimone uh, played, what, eight or nine minutes last night? They need to get 10 to 12 at minimum out of that number six guy. And they can't bench him for extended periods of time during the game unless, again, you're trying to protect the lead in the third period and you want to go down to five or four. At that point, that's fine. But uh, they need someone to play more minutes. They've tried it with DeSimone. They've tried it with Mackey. They've tried it with Gilbert. Clearly, the coaches are, aren't at a point where they trust those guys to play uh, the, the minutes you, you want your number six guy to play. So now I'm thinking Nick Malosh might be the answer. He's got 57 games of NHL experience, played 50 with the Sharks last season. The other three, three guys have been given a crack, and maybe it's now time for Malosh to, to have his chance. Derek Will is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, talked about this uh, in the 6 o'clock hour. Derek, want to get your thoughts on it. I've been As closely I've been watching this team since coming here to Calgary, uh, I know he's not the team's best player, but to me, Chris Tanev's the most important player on the Calgary Flames. And I know how crazy talented Lindholm is, and I know he's the number one center on this team, and Jacob Markstrom's the backbone in net, but... This team just looks a hell of a lot different to me when Chris Tanev's in the lineup and when he wasn't there for those five games. My God, there was a gaping hole on this blue line. Is he the most important Calgary Flame? He's top three for sure. Uh, The other guys that you mentioned, Jacob Markstrom and Elias Lindholm, would would be in the top three as well. But we saw how important Chris Tanev was in the Stanley Cup playoffs last season. You, You lose him in game six of that first round series against the Stars. Uh, the Flames find a way to win game seven without him. Had to go to overtime to do it. And then you're without him to start the, the second round series versus the Oilers. And, you know, when he came back for games four and five, he was probably playing, I don't know, around 40 or 50%. And he still had a huge impact on the team. He just settled everybody down. He always makes his partner better, but I think he makes everybody better just because, uh, you know, he, he is such a reliable player. You know exactly what you're going to get from him night in, night out. And there are some intangibles there as well. He's not a guy who's going to scream and yell in the dressing room. But when he talks, people listen. So he's definitely one of their top three as far as most important players goes for me. But, you know, thank God they got him back. Because oh. if they didn't have him, they would be leaning on four defensemen, not right. five defensemen. So, um, yeah, he, he is so important to this team. And, and I will never know. But when I think about that series against the Oilers last spring, fellas, I think if the the Flames had Chris Tanev for all five games, they Mm. might win the series. If they had a healthy Chris Tanev, I would be very confident in saying that they would have found a way to win that series. That's how good he is. But if wishes were fishes, there'd be no room in the sea for any water. Yeah. It's too bad. Um, If if it's and butts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. We have other idioms. Um, Wanted to ask you about the forwards as well. Uh, we see a shuffle to the lines, and I thought one of the things that it allowed Daryl Sutter to do was really roll the lines. Everyone got a shift in the first period. It was pretty equal across the board, and as the game continued until you know we saw some special teams kind of derail that, but that was what it would allow Daryl Sutter to do, and they were able to get the forecheck going as a result. What did you make of the different iterations of the forward lines and what it allowed the, the Flames to do with their forwards? I liked 
two of the four lines last night. I really liked the Linton Ruzitska to Foley line. And I also really liked the Backlund Huberto Lewis line. And I wasn't sure I was going to like that line last night, but I thought Huberto played his best game as a member of the Flames, scored the first goal, which had to feel great for him after he you know, missed three games and, you know, he gets that goal early in the first period last night. It really seemed to, to give him a shot in the arm because I thought he made a lot of plays last night, offensively and defensively. So that was great to see. The second and fourth lines, didn't love him, not going to lie. Uh, they had Kadri between Lucic and Manjapani. Uh, for the first time this season, Kadri played under 14 minutes last night, as did Lucic and Manjapani. And if you want to know what a coach thinks about a player or about a line, take a look at their time on ice. That'll tell you a story. And then I didn't love the fourth line with Dubé between Coleman and Richie. Uh, again, if I put my coach's hat on, what I would probably do is move either Dubé or Coleman onto the left side of that line with Kadri or Majapani, and then slide Lucic down to the fourth line. I think he could be a really effective player in that role. Asking him to play second line minutes is probably a little bit too much, at least long term, but that's what I would do. What did you guys think last night? Yeah, I, you know, I you mentioned Dubé. I thought Dubé had a lot more jump last night. Than Especially early. Yeah, First period did. was good. And, yeah. I, and I agree with you on that top line. I don't think I've seen Tyler Toffoli play a better game than he did last night. I thought he was fantastic last night. I thought he was around it. I thought the plays he was making, that beautiful one-time shot on the two-on-one, his release was so quick. Uh, quick had no chance on that one as well. I thought Tyler Toffoli, nice. thank you. I thought Tyler Toffoli played great last night too. Yeah, I think he's been fantastic all season long. I think he has been as consistent as any Flames forward. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that uh, don't believe that he belongs on the top line. Well, he's played like he belongs on the top line this season. They scored lots of goals and picked up lots of points. He scored some big goals for the team. I think Tyler Toffoli is playing at a really high level right now. And in a perfect world, would you like him to play in your second line instead of your first line? Sure, I guess. I mean, you want to replace him with Patrick Kane, that's fine. But yeah. Tyler Toffoli has been really good all season long. And I agree with you, George. I thought, I thought he was fantastic last night. Um, we know we saw the uh, the veiled shot at Huberto on Saturday night with Daryl's postgame uh, presser after the win against the Jets. And then yesterday, essentially calling him out uh, before the game. I know you, you want to save those bullets in the chamber throughout the season to get guys going. Did it feel a little too early in the year maybe to do that to Huberto? Like it's, there's a lot of adjustment for that guy and I get it and it's easy to make excuses, but the guy is very highly paid. He's going to be here for nine years one of the best players in the National Hockey League. But it did it feel like maybe that stuff should have been a little more internal this earlier in the season, Derek, instead of throwing it out there on front street like Daryl did? It felt that way to me, George. But I always have to remind myself that the coach knows more about his player than we do. And I think one of the best attributes that Daryl Sutter has had and continues to have as a head coach in this league is that he is really good at finding his players' buttons and knowing when to press them. So I'm not going to lie. Uh, it has certainly raised more than one eyebrow for me, some of the comments that Daryl Sutter has made about Jonathan Huberdell. This guy is going to be here for a long, long time. You just gave him the biggest contract in the history of the franchise. On, on one hand, you need to find a way to get him going because you know, I thought he played his best game of the season last night. But prior to last night, he hasn't been good enough, and he's the first guy to admit that. On the other hand, you also have to build a relationship with this player. But 
Daryl Sutter, I'm sure, has had plenty of conversations with him. He knows Jonathan Huberto better than we know Jonathan Huberto. So if Daryl's throwing these things out there and then he's not doing it by accident, he must believe that that's the right way to get Jonathan Huberto going. I'm sure he's tried delivering messages to him when they're sitting there and having a conversation. Maybe he feels like that hasn't worked and he has to try another approach. But uh, I was worried about what Jonathan Huberto would look like last night. Uh, I thought his confidence might be down after you know, the way he started the season, after some of the comments that his head coach made. But then he goes out there and plays his best game as a member of the Flames. So obviously whatever button or buttons Daryl's been pressing with Jonathan, uh, they worked. At least they worked last night. And I thought last night was one of those games that can really help to build a player's confidence. I think Jonathan Huberto has been overthinking it. You know, he's going from a Panthers team that tried to win six to five every night to a Flames team that would prefer to win one to nothing every night. That, that's a big change for him. Yeah. And I think that, you know, he's out there trying to figure out where he should be, what he should be doing. Where are my line mates? I just think it's been a lot for him to absorb the, the system change and the style change going from Florida to Calgary. So uh, it, it's tough to play fast when you're out there thinking and not just reacting. Uh, so I think for Jonathan, it's been a process of getting to a point where he doesn't have to think about what he should be doing. He's just doing what he should be doing. And I thought last night was a really good first step for him. Derek Wills is the radio play-by-play voice for Sportsnet 960. Uh, Derek, great stuff. Uh, we'll talk soon, pal. Thanks. Sounds good. Have a good day, guys. Uh, there he is, Derek Wills on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner for takeout or delivery. Call 403-248-3344 or dine in at Atlas Pizza, 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. Uh, more on the Flames' 6-5 victory over the Kings last night. We'll look around the National Hockey League with our pal David Amber, whoop, whoop. Monday night hockey host on Sportsnet and NA30. Alvin Williams, Raptors uh, analyst on Sportsnet. See if David Amber can get us some of those stats for the TV broadcast. The see cool he, stats. See if he can, you know, flip a couple of cords. Yeah, and, and I, I want to know. Plug, if unplug, replug. If they're like just feeding him all these stats in his earpiece while he's doing the broadcast. Because <laughs> it's super interesting. Just in his ear. They're like, Connor McDavid has now skated 22. Yeah. And it, like, they're just hour. inundating him with all these stats as he's doing the Darnell broadcast. Darnell Nurse has now thrown seven hits. And Leon Dreisettle has skated yeah. now 22.7 miles over the course of the game. And just like constant stream. I, I love all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to David Amber next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan.